The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals, but not a second tunic. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until I leave. Whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust off your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The twelve drove out many demons and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. June 24th, 1979 was the most important day of my life. Anybody know what day it was? Not the day I was born. The day I was baptized. (laughs) The most important day of my life because I gained eternal life. It was the greatest gift that God could give me, eternal life. All of you, the most important day of your life is the day that you were baptized. Now, my mother tells me the most important day of my life was the day she was born, so I can never forget that day, June 5th. And, uh, but the day that you were baptized, you gained eternal life. And on that day you were baptized, you received your primary vocation, your first vocation. Does anybody know what your vocation was that you were given on the day that you were baptized? You were called to be what? I'll give you, it's, I'll give you a hint. Four-letter word. It's a good word, though. Four-letter word starts with H. You were called to be holy, yes. So on the day that you were baptized, you were given the call to be holy. And I looked this up in the catechism. I actually learned something new. You were called not only to the vocation to holiness, but to be a mission of evangelizing the entire world. So on the day that you were baptized, you were called to be holy and to go on mission and evangelize, give the gospel of Jesus to the entire world. That is your primary vocation, and it was given to you on the day that you were baptized. Our secondary vocation is uh, what, what all of us live at some point in our lives, and there's four of them. What are, what are the four? So this is a clue for the first one. My vocation to? Priesthood. Okay, so priesthood is one. Another one would be? Marriage would be the second one. Third? Single life. Very good. Fourth? Religious life. Very good. We have a strong participant over here. The rest of you are weak. <laughs> So within our primary vocation, we're called to be holy, but out of that, God calls us to a particular vocation, and that particular vocation could be marriage, it could be the single life, it could be religious life, and it could be priesthood. And so it's important that all of us find our particular vocation, how God is calling us to live out that holiness in the world. But the amazing thing is the work's not over yet. Once you've found your particular vocation, so if you're married, by the way, you've found your vocation, you don't ever have to search again. You're married. That's it for life. I'm a priest. I don't ever have to think about what my other particular vocation is. I'm a priest. If you're religious or single and God has called you to that, he's done that for a purpose. And I I say that especially to people that are single because sometimes that's the vocation that's like, uh, I got nothing else, so I guess I'm single. If you're single, God gave you that vocation for a very particular purpose so that he can do something wonderful with you in this world. He didn't do that on accident. He gives us our vocation very intentionally, calls us to a vocation for a very specific purpose. 
We hear in the first reading, Amos. Amos answered Amaziah, and so Amos is being called to be a prophet, and he is not understanding this, and neither is Amaziah. So Amos says, I was no prophet, nor have I belonged to a company of prophets. I was a shepherd and a dresser of sheep and sycamores. The Lord took me from the following flock and said to me, Go, prophesy to Israel. And then we hear in the gospel canticle, May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of your hearts, that we may know what is the hope that belongs to our call, that we may all know what the hope is that belongs to our call. And finally, in the gospel, Jesus summons the twelve and begins to give them authority and send them out two by two. He summons them. You know, to, to summons, I looked it up in the dictionary, means to authoritatively or urgently call someone to something, to be present. So we all have our, our primary call in baptism is to be what? Holy. We all have our secondary call, which is our call to priesthood, to be religious, to be single, or to be married. But within that, Mother Teresa uh, says that we have a call within a call, that within the priesthood, within married life, within uh, single life, within uh, religious life, within that call, we have a, a very particular call that we can live in, in a way that no one else can live. You know, so if you think about myself, if you think about Father Martello, think about Father Denny, think about Father Tezzi, we're all very different priests, aren't we? You know, we're all very different, but we're all, we're all priests, but God has given us each unique charisms to live out our call. So Mother Teresa, after she was born in August 26 of 1910, she was baptized days later, and uh, she received her first, first communion at age five and a half, confirmed on 1916. So she received, at that time, her primary call to be holy. From her first communion day, she had this, this other call, this, this special call to religious life. Her father died when she was very young. So she was eight years old and her father died. And um, this kind of changed a whole dynamic in her family. And it opened her up to entering into religious life at a very young age. So at 18 years old, she entered the convent and went to religious life. Anybody know Mother Teresa's name before she was given a religious name? If you, if you can, pronounce it, because I can't. This is how, how it's spelled. G-O-N-X-H-A. Gangsa, I think it is. So that was her original name before she was into religious life. When she, when she entered the convent, they gave her the name Sister Mary Teresa after Therese of Lisieux. And so that's how she became Mother Teresa. So as she was living out her religious life and uh, when she took her final, final vows in 1937, she made her final profession and she uh, journaled that she now finally was the spouse of Jesus for all eternity. But something very interesting happened to her. She was very happy. She'd been a nun for about 10 years. She'd been serving the community and she loved it. And as she was making her annual retreat, so every, every year she would take a train ride and she would make a retreat. And on this train ride, she received this very special calling from God. She actually heard um, a, a voice in her head, and she journals this in her book, Come Be My Light, about this call within a call. So she said, it was a vocation to give up even Loretto, where I was very happy, and to go to the streets and to serve. It was on this day in 1946 in that train to Darling that God gave me the call within the call to satiate the thirst of Jesus by serving him and the poorest of the poor. On that day, she was given a, a call within her call. 
And so she actually had to leave the sisters that she'd been with for 10 years. And by the way, when she told the bishop this, he wasn't thrilled. And then she was finally given permission to leave, and she served the poorest of the poor in the streets of Calcutta. And she found this vocation within a vocation. She still was a sister, but she found a special way of living it out. And before you knew it, all these people wanted to help her. And now, years later, we have the missionaries of charity. They're in every country in the world. There's 50,000 nuns, and we have Saint Mother Teresa. And it's all because she discovered what her call within the call was. And the truth is, each and every one of you has a call within a call. So firstly, you're called to be holy and you're called to evangelize the world. You got that at baptism. Secondly, if you're married or single or religious or a priest, you received that, that secondary call. And, and that's a call that you never have to discern again. It's for life. But finally, there's a call within a call. There's a way that you're going to live marriage that no one else will. There's a way that you're going to be a wife or a husband that no one else will. If you're single, there is a way that you're going to live your single life that no one else will. And if you find your call, it's going to change the world. So I want you to think about that for a moment. What is your call within the call? What is the, the call that God has given you that no one else in this world could ever possibly fulfill? Because he calls each of us not only to be holy into a particular vocation, but he calls us and gives us this call within a call to truly reach out to the rest of the world. And sometimes that may mean doing very different things than we ever thought we would do. Just as Amos said, I was no prophet, nor have I belonged to a company of prophets. I was a shepherd and a dresser of sycamores. The Lord took me from the flock and said to me, go, prophesy to my people Israel. Ultimately, we all have this call within a call. And when we discover it, our lives will be even more joyful and wonderful than we can ever imagine. And not only will it transform our lives, but when you find your call within a call, it's going to change the entire world. So I invite you to pray about that and to ask Jesus what he is calling you to do with your life, with your vocation, and with your call within the call.